There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm Veronica Grant, your host and a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. You with me? Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 132 of the Love Life Connection podcast. I am so excited to be here today. I am so excited to be in your earbuds and thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, if this is your first episode, make sure you take a dip back into the archives, listen to old episodes, and just pick out some titles that sound interesting to you. Listen and let me know what you think. And if you've been here for a while, thank you so much for coming back. It means the world to me, and I love that you are listening and that you are here today. And speaking of listening, I'm having a really fun time seeing how you guys are all listening to the Love Life Connection podcast on Instagram. So however you're listening, whether you're walking the dog, or doing the dishes or cleaning or going for a hike or whatever it is, snap a photo of yourself or just your surroundings and post it on Instagram and make sure you tag me at Veronica E. Grant and use hashtag love life connection so that I can find it and I will tag you in my Instagram stories. But also it's just a great way to let other people know that you're listening to the show. And for everyone who is tagging and uploading all these awesome pictures on Instagram of them listening to the Love Life Connection podcast, you all will be entered to win a free coaching session with me for the podcast. So make sure you do that. It's lots of fun. And I just have a really fun time connecting with you all on that. And if you are on Instagram, make sure you come follow me. I'm at Veronica E. Grant and say hello. If you've never sent me a DM, if you've never commented on any of my photos, make sure you do that because I'm super active on Instagram, especially in the direct messages. And I'd love to connect with you there, get to know you, answer any questions and see how I can best support 
support you through the podcast, through Instagram, and really through my business. And finally, last thing before we get going with today's episode is if you haven't done already, I would be so grateful if you took a moment to rate or review the Love Life Connection on iTunes. It really helps me to grow the show and to get more, um, well, get this show into more earbuds of women just like you. And um, yeah, I'm just would be so, so appreciative of it. So all you have to do is just scroll down on your phone and you'll see some stars. You can click a rating. And if you have an extra 30 seconds, extra 60 seconds, whatever it takes, leave a review and I would be so, so grateful. And if you've already done that, thank you so much. It really does mean the world to me. So I'm really excited about today's episode. And today's episode was inspired by a few different places. So I listen to a lot of podcast episodes that are not or excuse me, podcasts that are not in the relationship or even self help space. And I think, okay, how can I make that or use the form of that or the template of that and bring it back to this space of relationships and dating. So that's one place where I came up with this idea for this episode. But the other idea or the other way it came up is because Uh, So if you guys have been following me along on Instagram or Facebook, you know that every Tuesday I've been doing a Facebook Live slash Instagram Live show. And if that'll continue through the fall, not quite sure, but it'll definitely continue through the rest of the month of August and even into the first week of September, where I just do a quick Facebook Live on a different topic or a different um, common question that I get. And in these episodes or in these Facebook lives, Instagram lives, I notice I've been getting a lot of questions. And sometimes the questions are, well, one, they're really hard to answer because I'm like, okay, how do you meet men? How do you get over your blocks? Okay, these are big questions that I tackle with with my clients, my private clients, especially for months, right for a really long time. So obviously, to answer that kind of question in a Facebook Live or Instagram Live is next to impossible, especially without me knowing the person and knowing what their blocks might be or the limiting beliefs or where their experiences are, or where they're coming from and all of those types of things. But and, and so that's one issue. And, and, and one way, one reason I should say why it's hard to answer some some of these questions. But another reason why it's hard to answer some of these questions is because now I don't want to make people think that they're asking wrong questions or stupid questions because there's no such thing as a stupid question. However, sometimes I'm like, I just want to tweak it a little bit because the way that the place the question is coming from tells me that there's already some inherent limiting beliefs that are going to make the growth really hard that you're looking for that might be required in order to find the love that you need. Now, if that doesn't make sense, we're going to break that down in all of these examples that I'm going to give you today. I'm going to walk you through three questions that I get all the time, either on email or DMs or Facebook Lives. And I'm really excited now to have a place to send people to when they ask those kind of questions so that not only am I going to answer it, but I'm more importantly going to say, well, let's reframe the question. Let's rethink where the question is really coming from. And let's rethink it into a more empowering place, a place to where you can actually ask yourself this question and then actually do something about it. So things actually change. Now, one thing I want to say before we get going with these three questions that I hear all the time that I want you to reframe is really the overarching theme for all of these questions. And that is, as women in our society, we are trained to kind of hang out in the woe is me space. Why is this happening to me? 
why can't I meet anyone? Where are all the good guys? Those types of questions, or maybe it's not even asking yourself questions, but it's more of like, I'm just going to go get some Ben and Jerry's, or I'm going to just buy this cute pair of shoes I don't really need, kind of expensive, but whatever, because I feel like crap, it'll make me feel better. Or maybe you change your hair after a bad relationship. And all of these things help, right? They make you feel good in the moment, and maybe even a few minutes afterwards. But sure enough, you know, the the balloon gets deflated. And before we know it, we're right back to where we are. And then you need something else to make yourself feel better or to kind of get out of the space of thinking and overanalyzing and being sad about a relationship or your love life in general. And the thing is, is that if you watch rom-coms or just like do a quick Google search of dating or relationships or breakups or any of that kind of stuff, it all kind of feeds back to this narrative of this is how you deal with your shit. And the problem is, is that that's just not how you deal with your shit. Like your life is not going to change because you decide to buy a cute pair of shoes and you're feeling like crap. Your life is not going to change because you decide to go change your hair after a bad breakup. Your life isn't going to change when you decide to get off of Tinder or Coffee Meets Bagel or whatever the app is, take a break for a few weeks and decide, okay, now I'm ready to meet someone. But you actually didn't do any of the work between that time before get, getting back online. And so really my this podcast episode and really just my whole business in general, it's really an opportunity to say, okay, I'm going to choose something different. Not even that I'm going to choose something different in terms of like, I'm not going to go after the asshole or I'm not going to go after the narcissist or I'm going to attract a new type of person because that's a great thing to do too. But I'm just going to do something different in terms of like what I'm going to bring into my life, how I'm going to transform my life. And when I was trying to think of examples of women who and really just like uh, mainstream media, like movies, things like that, where women have really taken on this step of like really grabbing life by the horns or whatever, and allowing that transformation into her life to change her outlook, to change her relationships. I can think of like wild and I can think of eat, pray, love and pretty much everything else is just crap. It's just like, woe is me. And so this is an opportunity to really catch yourself in this pattern and shift this part about you and in how you cope and how you deal and do something different. So I'm going to go through three questions that, again, like I said, here all the time on Facebook Lives that I get in my DMs that I get on emails. And if you find yourself asking this, or if you want to ask me this kind of question, what I want you to do is catch yourself and reframe the question and either ask it to yourself or, you know, then send me the DM or the email or whatever and ask me that question just so that the question is coming from a more empowering place. So by far, the number one question I get all the time is, where are all the good men? Where can I meet all the good men? Why, where are they hiding? Why can't I meet them? Something anywhere along the lines of that. And this question drives me crazy um, because it assumes a few things. One, it assumes that they're literally hiding from you, which is very much like poor me, everyone's hiding from me. And obviously that's not happening, but that's kind of like the place the question is coming from. And what the question does is it puts the problem on everyone else or everything else and doesn't ask you to 
turn the spotlight on yourself and pop the hood to get curious and to see what's going on. Now, here's the thing. It's 100% true that statistically, there are more unavailable men in the dating pool because those people can't stay in a relationship. But guess what? And this might be a hard pill to swallow. The same is true for women. There are more unavailable, emotionally unavailable women in the dating pool because they also have a hard time staying in a relationship. And I will tell you the number one takeaway or aha insight that people have when they go through my Date Yourself Challenge, which is coming up in a couple of weeks, so stay tuned for that little plug there, um, is that they are also, in fact, emotionally unavailable. And maybe not in the same way that a guy is or that, you know, a narcissist might be, but emotionally unavailable in terms of like having their walls up and having lots of fears and all of that kind of stuff. But here's the thing. This is what I see a lot. I see a lot of women go on a bad date, even a few bad dates, um, maybe even have a bad couple of relationships, whatever the pattern is, doesn't exactly matter. But basically, because of either one bad situation or a few bad situations, they make a general assumption about men and dating, and they're skeptical, they have to, the men have to then prove themselves innocent, um, you know, and they're assumed guilty at the beginning, right? And, and so what I find happens there is that women are come sometimes approaching dates with this place of suspicion. Like, are you going to be like everyone else? Are you going to just run away? Are you going to be a tool? Are you going to be whatever it is? And that right there is one example of being emotionally unavailable because you're not actually being available to the other person because you're already in this place of kind of like, being like the job interview or kind of judgy or whatever it is. So your energy is low, their energy is low, the expectations are low, and overall, the vibrations are just low. And so I find that it's not really surprising that people who are really obsessing or asking themselves or asking me that question all the time, is that it really just becomes a self fulfilling prophecy and that they're attracting the very people that they don't want to be attracting. So if you find yourself always asking questions along the lines of where are all the men or where are the good men or whatever it is, is I want you to reframe the question. I want you to ask yourself instead, what are three ways I can meet someone new? And I like this question for three reasons. One, it puts you in the driver's seat because you are actually giving yourself pattern or excuse me, the power of, okay, what can I actually do differently? Or what can I add? Or what can I do instead? Or what can I just do that might feel a little scary or outside of my comfort zone? But either way, or whatever you do, you're giving control back to you rather than just becoming the victim of your circumstances and however the current decides to flow. Another reason why I really like this question, and it's a pretty simple reason, is because I said, what are three ways? Not are, what are some ways or what are some more ways, but what are three ways that you can meet someone new? Now, I know that most of us here are probably type A's, probably have got some similar letters on our Myers-Briggs score, if I had to guess. And so we probably like lists and we like checklists. So what are just three ways? I don't need you to come up with 10 ways. I don't need you to come up with 50 ways, but are just three ways that you can meet someone new. And I think our brains like to think like that. They like to think in that pattern. And because we get a lot of satisfaction of checking off something off a to-do list or a checklist, then once you write those three ways you can meet someone new, then you actually have things to do and you can check those things off your to-do list, which if you're anything like me, it gives you like a high for like the rest of the day. And it's pretty awesome. And the other reason why I really like this question is because notice I said, what are three ways you can meet someone new? Now, I didn't say a potential partner. I didn't say a man. I didn't say anything about gender or that this person 
might be even a potential romantic interest, I said, how can you meet someone new? And this 100% includes new friends and getting involved with new communities. I find one of two things often happen, and I'm totally guilty of this. So I'm not saying this like from, you know, being on my soapbox, but as someone who has made these mistakes before, but I've moved to new cities where I didn't really know anyone. And so rather than really trying to take the time to build my friend group, I just got right on to OkCupid. And I think I got on Hinge and probably a couple other apps as well. And I was just immediately going on dates. And that was really the only way that I had to meet people because I didn't really take the time to meet friends. And the thing is, and why I think it's so important to meet friends is because even in our age of online dating, and yes, more and more people are meeting their matches or their spouses on online dating, meeting through friends is still the number one way people meet their potential partners or meet their spouses. So I still think meeting friends is a way underrated way to meet a potential partner. So how can you just meet new friends? If you're new to a town and you're already online dating, can you take a break from that or back off from that and instead focus on going to meetup groups or getting involved with your church or your synagogue or a volunteer organization, not with the intention of meeting someone, but genuinely with the intention of meeting new friends and expanding your networks because those people know people who know people know people. And that is still the number one way most people meet their spouses. So I want you to keep that in mind. Now, the other big mistake that I make if you haven't or that people make and I've made this mistake too is and this is more if you haven't moved recently, if you're not going to move anytime soon, is a lot of times we get really comfy in our friend group. Now we might say, Oh, I wish I had more friends or I don't have enough friends. But even if we say that to ourselves, or even to other people, we can still fall into this pattern of only hanging out with the people that we already know, because it is easier. I mean, at least for me, I'm more introverted. I don't necessarily, it takes a lot of energy, let's say, for me to talk to someone new. And so I'm like, uh, I could go to this new meetup group where I can meet some new people, or I could just hang out with my friend Sarah, who I already know, right? And, and so sometimes even myself, I have to push myself and really make myself go out there, even if I do have a friend group of meeting new people. So my circle is constantly expanding. And so if you've been where you are for a while, have you gotten a little comfy where you are? Maybe a little too comfy and haven't done anything to meet new people? Because a lot of times those meetup groups or um, those volunteer organizations or the church groups, the synagogue groups or whatever they are, a lot of times there are people who are brand new to the area and it's more obvious why they might be there because they're just looking more for their initial group of friends. And so those are new people that you could be meeting and that maybe they're going to know people and they're going to know people. And that's how you could potentially meet someone. And so again, this is why I like this question of not, what are some more ways you can meet men, right? Like that's just going to make your brain like, Oh, I don't know. Screw it. Right. What are three ways you can meet someone new? And what I want you to do is I want you to write down three ways you can meet someone new. Anyone can cover three ways that you can meet someone new. And then let me know over on Instagram, come over on Instagram, send me a direct message, or even post a picture on your IG stories or on your feed, tag me and let me know how you're meeting someone. Maybe you're actually tagging a new friend or you are out at an event and you're just gonna take a picture and let me know because that'd be really fun for me to see because I'm totally in the same boat as you. I am always trying to meet new people and putting myself out there. And so I'm right there with you. I know that it's hard. I know that it's just more comfortable either just to stay with your friend group or just to almost just kind of hide behind 
your fears of meeting new people and just swipe, swipe, swipe. But trust me that it's so worth your time and your energy and in your investment in expanding your social circle. Okay, so the second question that I get a lot, and again, there's, there's gonna be some various ways that this question comes up. So I'll give you a few variations. So you know, if you've been asking yourself this question is, but the question generally goes along the lines of what if no one will ever love me? Or what if I never meet anyone? Or what if I end up alone? Or let's see, another variation is, you know, I give so much, why won't someone love me. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that kind of question a little bit later in the third question. But it's really along this lines of like, just a deep rooted fear of, oh, crap, what if I'm not lovable? What if no one will love me? What if I never find anyone? And here's the thing, I know this fear is real. And I don't want to belittle that or, or anything. And it's very much directly related to some very old parts of our brain. And evolution is def or evolutionary biology is definitely at play here because you might have gotten rejected or feel rejected either from one person or just from like the app of Tinder in general, whatever it is. And it's really bringing up some deep, deep fears around what it means to feel safe and secure. And back in the day, and I've used this example countless times, but back in the day when we were humans traveling around in packs, if one was rejected or someone was rejected from the group, that was probably a death sentence, right? Humans needed a community, each other in order for warmth, for food, for really survival, right? And so our brains today aren't like, oh, you know, Veronica, don't worry, this is just getting rejected on Tinder. But this is not like a life or death situation. Like, unfortunately, the oldest parts of our brains and bodies don't necessarily understand that. Now, like the thinking part of our brains and newer parts of our brains can understand that. But the older parts are like, that still that primal fear is just still coming up. And it can be really, really hard to combat that. However, I do want you to know that it's possible because we are humans, and we do have rational choice, and we do have the front parts of our brains, which is what allows us to really overcome these deep levels of anxiety that yes, 100% are natural. So I don't want you to feel crazy or insane or whatever it is. And I want you to know that you do have a lot more control than you think you do. And it's normal. This is normal. It's a defense mechanism to go into that woe is me, holy crap, life is awful, or I'm never going to meet anyone kind of fear. Again, like I said at the top of the show, just watch any rom-com or do a quick Google search of dating and breakups, and you'll see that this is normal. So it's it's normal for the way our brains are wired, but it's also normal because this is how society kind of teaches us to deal with our crap. But I want you to see it for what it is, and I want you to see how it takes your power away from you and into the hands of everyone and everything else around you. And the really funny thing is that my clients, like myself, we want to control all the things, right? And it's really hard to trust and to start releasing control. It's hard, right? Like that's what faith is. It's not easy to just believe in something that you have no proof or no direct control over. However, you can control a lot more than you think you can. So that's like kind of like the whole funny thing, ironic thing, whatever, that you do have a lot more control over how you manage and how you feel about a situation than you think you do. Look, here's the thing. People are going to do what they're going to do. They may not want to be with you. They might write to you and then 
write to you first and then you write back and then never hear from them. They may cancel a date last minute. They may not show up on a date last minute. They may break up with you, whatever it is, right? You can't control that. No one can control that. And no one can guarantee you from from ever that from that ever happening to you ever again. And if anyone can, then run far away because they're just a bunch of lies, right? No one can control that. And people are going to do what they, they're going to do. But whatever they do, you don't have to let it control how you feel about yourself. You don't let it, you don't have to let it control your own confidence or your own feelings of worthiness. And I know this is hard, but this is ultimately where you have to get to, to find love because no one is coming to rescue you. And, and here's the other thing that whatever you want most from another person. So if you're asking yourself, what if no one loved me? What if I end up alone? Like all that type of line of questioning. I think what's often missing is that the belief or not even the belief, but just like the knowledge that whatever you need most from another person is probably what you need to give most to yourself. So instead of asking yourself again, what if no one will ever love me? What if I end up alone? What if no one will be with me? Ask yourself, how can I be the best partner to myself so that I can be a great partner to someone else down the line? And again, this is going to put you back in the driver's seat. So it gives the power back to you. And to be frankly, or to be quite honest here, no one but a narcissist is going to be interested in someone that's emotionally dependent on others to feel good. So if you need someone to feel loved, if you need someone to like feel, fill that void for you, then you are just open game for someone who's really controlling or a narcissist or something like that, because no one's gonna be interested in that except for that kind of person. So the more you can fill that void yourself, a narcissist is going to have no place in your life. And they're just going to naturally not be interested in you. And you're going to naturally repel them. And it's going to be better for everyone. All right, moving on to the third question that I often hear why is dating so hard? Why can I meet anyone? Why is dating so confusing? Why does this suck? Um, anything basically that begins with the question, why? And in fact, inside my membership community and the Love Action Tribe, I recently revisited and revamped the community and community communication guidelines. And one of the guidelines is if you find yourself typing in the Facebook group on a post to ask a question, it begins with why, then I want you to delete it and to rethink the question. I want you to just say these questions out loud. So I'm just going to be quiet for a second. Why can I meet anyone? Why me? Why is it so hard? Why is it so confusing? So if you say these questions out loud, and and if I'm saying these questions out loud myself, and I already start feeling anxious, And the reason why I think I'm starting to feel anxious is because I can feel the power literally leaving my body. When you ask yourself why, you're immediately giving yourself, you're giving your power away to someone or to something else. And you're not really asking a question that allows you to take a proactive action in response to that question. It's more of just like a throwing your hands up in the air and you're just, you know, victim to however the 
the tide is going and that's just the way it is. And that's a belief, right? If you want to believe that that's how your love life is, or that's how dating is, like you get to believe that if you just want to believe that you have no control, and that you are just going to go wherever the tide flows, you can believe that but you're probably not going to like a lot of what I teach here because a lot of what I teach here on the podcast, not just this episode, but just generally is about really bringing the power back to you and taking control of what you can control over and and knowing what you can and can't control. So there's, yes, there's an air of the victim mindset, but there's also just an air of negativity. And when you're asking yourself these why questions, it's just so easy to spiral from there. And that can look like another Netflix binge or drinking a whole bottle of wine or drink or eating a bunch of Ben and Jerry's or um, retail therapy or just going on a bunch of bad dates or feeling you got to do more. And so then you're just like in this really negative space, you go back online, you're swiping, 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 but like, you're not really feeling good. So the energy's low. I mean, I could keep going, right? Like, it spirals very easily. And ultimately, when you're asking yourself questions that begin with why, you're creating your own prophecy of a crappy love life that you don't want to be experiencing. So the question I want you to ask yourself instead is, what are the limiting beliefs and blocks that are keeping me playing small? Now, look, I am never ever going to get angry or shame someone over having blocks or limiting beliefs. We all have them. Hell, I have them. You never get rid of them. It's just in in my mind, it's a lifelong process. If you've listened to any of my workshops, you know, you've heard me talk about the onion peel. There's always more layers to go. There's always something else to learn or to uncover yourself. And once you get to a new level, it's a new devil. So there's always going to be blocks and limiting beliefs that you are going to be working through. So I'm not shaming anyone for having limiting blocks and beliefs. But it is an opportunity if you find yourself, oh, why does this suck? Why is this so hard? Say, okay, what are the limiting beliefs? What are the blocks that are showing up? And that can that's going to start to give you some things to work through. It's going to start giving you, okay, what is this belief? Where is it coming from? How can I begin to um, disentangle myself from it? How can I begin to show that it's not true? How can I begin to not identify with it? And that gives you, again, some action steps to work through. And what that does ultimately is it allows you to approach your life from a place of curiosity. And this is ultimately what I want for myself and for all of my clients or really everyone in this community is to get curious. What's bubbling up? If you pop the hood and you are working on getting over an ex and instead of saying, why did he do this? You're really actually looking at the beliefs or the relationship or whatever from him. Not objective, because obviously you can never totally separate yourself from it because it is your relationship, it is your emotions and um, probably some pain and some hurt around that. But if you pop the hood, what would you see? And how has that affected your beliefs and your habits and your actions? And how has all that stuff affected your reality? And so what beliefs can you then begin to work on and to shift to shift your reality? You can see that this line of questioning is already way more empowering because it gives, again, you, it gets you back in the driver's seat. And that's really what I want more than anything for all of you, whether it's in your relationships and your love life or career or finances or anything, you really have so much more control than you thought. And this line of questioning, when you drop the why and ask yourself, well, what are limiting beliefs here instead? It gives you a place to start. When you ask yourself why, you're giving your power away to someone or something else. And it just can really turn into a big sulk fest. And ultimately, it's not helpful for anyone. And really, in my 
personal experience, it's kind of made me feel more like crap when I've hung around other people who kind of just want to sulk and fester and in that, you know, misery loves company. And so sometimes it can feel very attractive to want to just kind of sulk in that kind of community. But I think ultimately, we all walk away feeling more like crap, whether or not we want to admit it. So there you have it. I'm going to go over these questions um, in the reframes once again in just a moment. So these are three questions that you may have asked yourself. And again, they don't have to be word for word, but just some sort of iteration. If you've asked yourself some iteration of these questions, I want you to shift the line of questioning to what I'm inviting you to ask yourself instead. So just a reminder, the first question is, where are all the men? Question I get all the time, or where are all the good men? Things like that. And what I want you to ask yourself instead, what are three ways I can meet someone new? The second question is, what if no one will ever love me? What if I end up alone? And instead, ask yourself, how can I be the best partner to myself so that I can be a great partner to someone else down the line? And the third question is, instead of asking any question beginning with why, whatever it is, I don't care what it is, but if it begins with why, reframe it to what are the limiting beliefs and blocks that are keeping me playing small? Now, before you go, I wanted to let you know that I have a few spots for one-on-one coaching open. I don't have a lot of spots open all the time, and those spots are always getting more full more quickly. So if you are interested in working with me one-on-one and you want me to really help you get curious so you can uncover these things for yourself, because ultimately this is what coaching is. Coaching is not about me just telling you what to do because I can't possibly know what's best for you. It's your life, right? But I can certainly help you uncover some of these blocks and asking you these kind of questions so you can really get to your own truth on your own. So if you are interested in that, then please make sure that you get in touch with me because I can only take on a few clients at a time so that each client gets the full support and attention from me that she needs. So if you are looking for someone to help you get unstuck and to hold you accountable, see your blocks and maybe point out some things that your friends can't or won't, then you'd be a great fit for coaching. And also, if you know what you're doing isn't working, if getting on and then getting back off whatever online dating app you're using, if retail therapy, changing your hair, um, getting a bottle of wine aren't really providing the life-changing things that you're hoping that they would provide, then I want you to consider coaching. And if waking up you know, six months from now and being exactly the same place you are now, if that just feels terrifying and just gives you a pit in your stomach, then please, please get in touch and really ask yourself, what are you waiting for? And what really is the benefit of waiting? Here's the truth. Finding love is not rocket science, right? It's not rocket science, but it does take some work. And you have complete and total control over what this process is going to look like for you if you decide to take that control. So if you are interested in learning more and um, getting in touch with me, then there's a couple ways to do that. First, you can just always send me a direct message on Instagram. I'm at Veronica E. Grant. And the other way that you can reach out to me is to head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash find love. And there you can read a little bit more about my coaching packages. I have a couple different uh, package options. 
Um, you can also hear some testimonials from past clients, including video testimonials from them. And then there's also a link there to schedule a quick phone call, a quick consult with me to see if one-on-one is the next right step for you. So again, the link to learn more about my packages and um, hear more testimonials and success stories from past clients, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash find love. And you'll also get the link there to schedule a consult with me. If you're active, if you already follow me on Instagram, um, send me a direct message as well. That works too. And I will send you that link or we can just chat right from there and get on the phone right from there. All right, my dears, I hope you have a wonderful week and I will be back in your earbuds next week with a brand new episode. Talk soon. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. Find the show notes to this episode and all episodes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. You can also grab bonus downloads and more resources to help you find love at veronicagrant.com. That's also the place you can learn more about my private love and relationship coaching and group coaching programs. And if you love this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you took a moment to leave a rating or review in iTunes. It helps me to build this amazing community and help more amazing women like yourself find real love. And until next time, remember, Remember this, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You aren't broken. You don't need to be fixed. And even if you've never had the relationship you want before, it doesn't mean you can't have it now. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.